There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. We're about a minute early. Give you an opportunity to come in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. You know what we do every single Monday night. We've been doing it this way for a while. Let's get this together. We've been doing it this way for a while. And, uh, of course, we changed it up last week. We added Tuesday through Friday at uh, at uh, 6 a.m. Mount 8 o'clock Eastern, but that's amazing. Come on in. Let's go, everybody. Come on in, everybody every platform let me know where you are watching from and speak to me as you come in i see auroras in the building come on where else are you watching from speak to me as you come in tonight let's go let's go let's go listen super excited about um this series that we've been in i want to encourage if you do not have our harvest search mobile app to get it and stay connected um at the end of this month we're going to be upgrading our website and app and uh, changing everything we'll tell you more about that as the days get closer we don't want to confuse you now but i want to encourage if you do not have the app get or get the app how do you do it just text the word harvest in the phone number 877 877- Five five two four seven four six. Can I get you to do that on every platform tonight? And then let's keep the roll call. Duval, good to see you. Plano, Texas, good to see you. East Cobb, that's in Georgia, good to see you. Jersey, North Hills, California, good to see you. Aurora, I see some more. Aurora, Indiana, good to see you. Come on, tell me where you are watching from. Where you are watching from, and speak to me as you come in. Shalom is this word we use at Harvest. We've been using it for years. It is the Hebrew word. That's the language of God. It's the Hebrew word, um, which literally means peace, but it means more than peace. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. That's what it means. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Memphis, good to see you, man. I got Baton Rouge, good to see you. Denver, good to see you. McDonough, Georgia, that's ATL Metro. Inglewood, good to see you. Come on in. Good to see you. Hey, treasure with it. Good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Speak to me as you come in. Decatur, Georgia. Hey, Atlanta family. Australia, good to see you. Florence, South Carolina, good to see you. Good to see everybody tonight. Come on in on this Monday night. It is going to be a powerful time of prayer. It's November the 14th. Can y'all believe we're halfway through the month of November? And I'm excited about this month. Um, and I'm excited about the what still lies ahead in the remaining 16 days of this month. Drop 16 in the comments. There are 16 days left in this month. And I need your expectation to be high. Why do we always keep our expectation high? Because the Bible says in Romans, the Bible says that hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. And what does this mean? This means that we always have to keep, that's Romans 5, 5. We have to keep ourselves in a place, in a position where we always have our hope extended for something. And hear me, you will always get frustrated. You will get angry. You will get mad. 
if you don't have your hope out there reaching for something. And I need for some of you all to hear me. Don't let the enemy punk you because you had disappointments. Hear me. Don't let any previous disappointment make you reduce your expectation for future performance. I'm going to say it again. Don't let any Past disappointment uh, make you reduce or remove your hope for future performance. You got to hear me. All right. Um, you need to know your hope is not going to disappoint you. All right. So keep your hope high. Keep your expectations high. Ephesians 3.20. What does it say? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. To ask means to pray. To think means to create or imagine. So God says, I need you to always be praying for stuff. And I need you to always be thinking stuff up. Let me help. Uh, speak to somebody's life tonight because for some of you, you all and, and wave at me if I'm talking to you. You're always writing out plans, you're always typing out plans, you're always doodling or drawing or typing up or journaling what you expect to happen in the future. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. You are always thinking about your future, you're always thinking about what life could be, about what could happen. Can I tell you, you are putting Ephesians 3 and 20 in practice. Because God says, I will exceed it, but you've got to give me something to exceed. This is why you can, don't listen, don't start writing your plans. There are things in my life that I wrote out years ago that I'm just now doing. You've got to hear me. You've got to hear this. So you, he says, I will do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think, above everything you pray for and everything that you begin to imagine. And prayers and what you dream of, what you imagine, that is a form, hear me, of hope. Because what you're saying is that my present is not permanent. Speak that over your life tonight, prayer. My present is not permanent. And how do we change What's ahead of us, we do so through prayer. Come on, let's pray. Do me a favor. If you have not yet shared this, make sure that you share it. If you have not yet liked this, make sure that you like it. If you have not yet done roll call, let me know where you're watching from. Do that for me now, all right? When you do that, people get saved. Let's go. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be made glad. We thank you that you are with us tonight, God. We thank you that you give us the privilege to be able to pray, and we celebrate you for that tonight, God. We thank you that you are the God that forgives us for our sins. Thank you for 2,000 years ago. The price that was paid on Calvary, the price that was paid on a hill called Golgotha, which means the place of Adam's bones. You literally had to let your blood be shed in the place where Adam's bones were so you could undo everything that Adam did. Why? Because the Bible says that every place that blood is shed, it is an instrument of redemption. So every single place, God, where your blood was shed, you were redeeming something for us. So you were crucified on Golgotha where they had Adam's bones so that when your blood hit the ground, every mistake Adam made, you reversed it. This is why you are known as the, uh, the last Adam. You are the last Adam because everything Adam screwed up, messed up, jacked up, you put us back in right standing with you. And for that, we say thank you. So tonight, God, we pray. We boldly approach the throne, the throne of grace to obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. Proverbs 28 says you make the righteous as bold as a lion. So tonight when we pray, we will not be timid. Tonight when we pray, we will not be fearful. Tonight when we pray, we will not have any reservations, but God, we will be bold. Type that in the comments. And we will declare what we expect to see manifest in our lives according to your word. You said in the Psalms that you have exalted uh, your uh, word above all your name, which means, God, that more powerful than even using your name is using your word. More powerful than calling Jesus is using the word that Jesus gave us. So tonight, this is what we will do in prayer. Every request we make, 
We attach scripture to it. Why? Because you said, Psalm 103, that you have exalted your word above your name. And for this, we say thank you tonight. Father, we thank you that you are the God that forgives us. Your blood washes us. It covers us. We're forgiven for our sins, every mistake that we've made. We're forgiven for our iniquity. This is the generational sin that's been passed down and around. And you have forgiven us, God, for even our transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. So tonight when we pray, we don't pray as sinners. No, we have to know who we are. So tonight when we pray, we pray as those that are forgiven. Can you type those two words in the comments? I'm forgiven. We pray as those that are forgiven. We pray as those that are forgiven. Not as those that are perfect, but those that are forgiven. So tonight, God, we do not have to let our past, we do not have to let our failures, we do not have to let our mistakes define us in any way, shape, form, or fashion. No, because the blood covers us tonight. And for this, we say thank you in Jesus' name. So tonight, God, as we pray, guide our tongues, guide and direct our tongues, just like Isaiah said. Isaiah said, give me the tongue of the learned. In other words, let me speak in a way, Isaiah 50 and 4, that is not necessarily what I would say or what I would do, but it represents a, a, a something um, that is greater than where I currently sit and stand. Father, when we pray tonight, let us pray at another level. Let us pray at a level that exceeds the level that we're at, because if we're only praying at this level, we will only see this level, which means our prayers have to exceed the level that we are at so that our lives will exceed the level that we are at. So Father, before we make those requests, we boldly approach your throne of grace. Before we make those requests, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We tell you thank you. We tell you thank you that we just got to ask for forgiveness. We tell you thank you that we even get to converse with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, we tell you thank you. Thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you never, ever give up on us. Thank you that you never cast us away. How do we know? We still have a pulse, which means you still have a plan. It was even possible for Judas to still get it together had he not let pride get in his way. Father, we still have a pulse. This means you still have a plan. It is not over for us. In fact, it is our new beginning. Why? Because you said it. every day we get up, there are new mercies that are given. Every day that we rise, Father, you give us mercy. And mercy is when you block the negative that we do deserve. And grace is when you give us something good that we do not deserve. And for all of it, we say thank you. We say thank you for waking us up this morning. We say thank you for making us get through the day. We say thank you for the favor we experienced today. We say thank you that we had food to eat today. Can I get you to drop some of the comments you're thankful for? We say thank you that you gave us the ability to open our mouths and use our tongues today. We thank you that when we opened our mouths, sound came out and that our vocal cords were. We thank you for God that when we clap our hands, they still come together. We're thankful, God, that our mind still tells our bodies what to do. We're thankful, God, that we are not uh, uh, stuck in a hospital room. We're thankful, God, that coronavirus could not take us out. We're thankful, God, that the flu could not take us out. We're thankful, God, that there should have been something that did take us out, but grace and mercy said, no, come on. I need the thankful people to release something in the comments you are thankful for. We are thankful, God, that we're 100% healed and 100% healthy. We are thankful, God, that we are literally still in the land of the living. We are thankful, God, that we have been, been the curse breaker in our bloodline. We are thankful, God, that we have exceeded every expectation that even we placed on our lives. Father, thank you for giving us the grace to exceed and to excel and to be meta, which means to go beyond. We are thankful, God 
that we have food to eat. We are thankful, God, that we have automobiles to drive. Come on, I need you to put it in the comments. We're thankful, God, that we have a, a clothes to wear. There are individuals today that do not have clothes to wear. We are thankful, God, that even as the United States is in an Arctic freeze, an Arctic cold front, God, that we have heat to turn on. Come on, I need you to let her know you're thankful for the little things because when you are thankful for the small, God, I'll trust you with the big. When you're thankful for the insignificant, God will trust you with uh, what seems like it was one at one time insurmountable. Father, we are thankful. We are thankful for protecting us in our automobiles. We're thankful, God, for keeping us in our right minds. Thank you, God, for not letting us slip out of consciousness. Come on. Thank you, God, for not letting us slip out of our right minds. Thank you for family. Thank you for friends. Thank you, God, for the people that fight for us and fight with us to help us. Father, we will focus our energies and our efforts on the 11, just like you had 11 that stuck with you. You didn't focus on the one Judas who was off doing his own thing. You didn't even put your attention there. You didn't even address him. You've kept your attention on the 11 that were with you. And in this 11th month, come on, y'all, let's pray. We focus on what is with us. And there is more for us than there is against us. There are more for us than there are against us. There are more for us than there are against us. That's 2 Kings chapter 6 and 16. Father, open our eyes to be thankful for all of the great things that are for us which exceed those things which are against us. And for that, we say thank you tonight. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, we take a moment to let you know that we are thankful and for that we praise you. We praise you. Can you just drop a word of praise in, in the screen? What are some of those words? Hallelujah is a word of praise. What are some of those words? Thank you, Jesus. That's a word of praise. What are some of those words? Uh, uh, any word that, indi uh, that indicates some level of adoration or some level of celebration of God, that's a word of praise. Yes, Lord. That's a, that's a phrase of praise. You got me? So drop words of worship, phrases of praise. Drop it in the comments now because if you hear me, I can't praise them for you. I cannot praise him for you. I cannot praise him for you. You have to do this for yourself. He is your God. I am not your God. Your neighbor is not your God. Your spouse is not your God. Your children are not your God. I need you to release a word of worship and a phrase of praise. Come on, I like that phraseology. Come on. A word of worship and a phrase of praise. Come on. I need you to do that. I need you to do that. The scripture says uh, in Luke chapter 19 and 40 that if you are silent, you'll make a rock say something. So you have to open your mouth and say it, because if you don't, you'll find something that's going to give him praise. Give him what he's looking for. Do not offer to God what he is not looking for. Come on, we honor you. We extol you. We exalt you. We bless you. We speak well of you. Come on, you getting how it's going? Glory to God. That's a phrase of praise. Come on, come on, you're doing it. Y'all are doing it. Y'all are doing it. There's hallelujah. There's a yes, Lord, right? Those are the hands up emojis. That's good. You are worthy to be praised. That's good. We honor you, Father. This is good. Yes, Lord, this is good. Bless you, Lord. You see how this works? This is why if you're connected to Harvest, this is why I always have you to do this during church. Even in the middle of a message, we'll break and have these those praise breaks. Why? Because you have to give him what he is looking for. He is surrounded by sound. He is surrounded by praise. 
is surrounded by worship. The Bible says that there are angels, two angels that face one another and they literally go back and forth. Holy, 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 holy. He is surrounded by adoration. He is surrounded by praise. So look at me. Do not ask him to come to an environment where you are not giving him what he's used to. Come on here. This is why for some of you, you got to learn how to shift the environment of your houses. Father, So us how to shift our environments so that they are environments that are conducive for you. You're not coming in an environment where you are only tolerated. You are coming to an environment where you are celebrated. So we make it our business to celebrate you. Come on, y'all. We make it our business to celebrate you all day, every day. Our posture is celebration, which means that we will create a home environment and atmosphere that celebrates you. We'll create an automobile environment that celebrates you. We'll create a workout environment that celebrates you. We'll create a church environment that celebrates you. We'll create church at home environment that celebrates you. We will create a dinner environment that celebrates you. You only go to environments you are celebrated. You do not go to environments where you are only tolerated. Your word makes it clear that, Father, even when you walked the earth, there were places where you do not did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. That's Matthew chapter 13. And in Mark chapter 6, where there were places where you went with one version says you could not do many works there. And the second version says you would not do many works there, which means when you are not celebrated, when you are not honored, there are certain things you cannot do and certain things you will not do. And God, we don't want you putting any restrictions on us. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Therefore, we will always create an environment for you. Well, you can and you will. Well, you can and you will. Come on, type that in the comments. He can and he will. 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 We will keep that environment. And God, anytime we get off in that environment, Father, help us get back to, back to that environment. Anytime that we shift it and make it about us, God, do not let us be Christians that want to be worshipped instead of worshipping you. Come on, tell the Lord tonight, y'all. Lord, we do not want to be worshipped. We worship you. We do not make ourselves gods unto ourselves. You are God. We do not make ourselves idols unto ourselves. You are God. There, you said you would have no other gods. That means sources before you. That's what you said. There would be no other gods before you. No other gods before you. No other gods before you. Which means, God, we take ourselves off of the pedestal. We take ourselves off of the throne and we put you there. Exodus chapter 20. You, and verse three, you are God. So Father, we will not be those that try to get worship ourselves. We will not be those that try to turn attention to ourselves. We will be those that focus on you. Can I get you to type his name, type his English name, Jesus, on the comments. Father, that is the name that we will focus on. You said you have been given a name that is above every name that at that name, every knee should bow. And at that name, every tongue should confess. We will keep an atmosphere where you are celebrated and not tolerated. We will keep an atmosphere where you are worshipped, not us. How do we know we're trying to be worshipped? Why? Because we get a negative attitude. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Father, we rebuke our own negative attitude. Come on, you ain't going to pray over somebody else's attitude. You're going to check you tonight. Father, forgive us for getting a negative attitude. Father, that is out of order. That is where we are trying to be worshipped because we're trying to shift the atmosphere to adjust to our attitude. We rebuke our own negative attitude. Come on, type in your comments that you rebuke your own negative attitude. When we throw temper tantrums, when we throw temper tantrums, that means we are trying to get worship because we are trying to shift attention to ourselves. When we do not honor 
a structure and an authority. That means we are trying to be worshiped because we are trying to break the order. We are trying to break the structure. We are trying to create anarchy that is out of order. And that means we are trying to be worshiped. When we gossip, come on, y'all pray with me. That is out of order. That means we are trying to be worshiped. We are making ourselves a source of information. The purpose of gossip is for self-idolatry in worship. And for that tonight, God, we repent. We repent for everything that has made us the center of worship instead of you. Come on, y'all. And we repent of everything tonight. Come on, tell them you repent. We repent of everything tonight, God, that has made us the source of worship and not you. We repent of everything tonight, God, that has made us the idol and not you, our God. Forgive us tonight in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Can I get you to release a praise right there? Let's come up for breath. We've been going for about 20 minutes. Let's come up for breath. Right there, right there, right there, right there. Come on, listen, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share whatever platform you're on tonight. And I listen very carefully to what I just said in prayer. Two things are gonna happen when we pray. Every time we pray, I'm gonna ask you to do a lot of two things. One, I'm gonna have you to say a lot because life and death, Proverbs 18, 21, are in the power of our tongue. Number two, I'm gonna have you to type a lot because Matthew says, you know, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So online, when we type, that's our way to touch and agree, right? So that's why I have you to do that. So for those of you that are like, I don't like doing all that typing. Can I get you to hear me? You're, it's not just for the sake of some type of algorithm. No, it is because it's a spiritual principle to activate. Let me teach you this. Let's go here. If life and death are in the power of your tongue, what have you killed with your own mouth that you wanted to live? I'm going to say it again. What have you killed with your own mouth that you wanted to live? How do we kill it, Bishop? Because we let complaining come out of our mouth. How do we kill it, Bishop? Because we let negativity come out of our mouth. Father, tonight we ask that you forgive us for the negativity and for the complaints that have come out of our mouths. Father, you, in the book of Numbers, you heard your people complaining, and you said you will give them exactly what you heard them say. And Father, we declare, and we do not want, that's Numbers 14 and 28, we do not want God the negative things we have spoken. Come on, y'all. We do not want the complaints that we have spoken. You said you would give them exactly what you heard them say. Because everything we speak, it is in your hearing. So tonight, God, we ask that you would forgive us for every negative thing. Proverbs 18, 21, that has come out of our mouths. Father, forgive us for what we've killed that we wanted to live. Forgive us for what we have assassinated that we wanted to thrive. Forgive us, God, for what we released that we did not want to actually see happen. But in our moments of frustration, we let it come out of our mouths. Give us the grace to guard our tongues. Give us the grace to guard our tongues. Give us the grace to guard our tongues. Give us the grace to not speak unless we are speaking life. Give us the grace to not say something unless we are saying something that is edifying. You said that we should only speak words that edify. You said that we should only speak words that build up. Forgive us, God, for what we have killed with our own mouths. Oh, my God. Forgive us, God, for every premature obituary that we released over something that we wanted to see work, over something we wanted to see prosper. We cancel it tonight in the name of Jesus. If we created it with our mouths, come on, y'all, then we can cancel it with our mouths. Y'all better talk to me. The same mouth where we can create something 
It's the same mouth where we can cancel something. So tonight we cancel every negative thing we've spoken about ourselves and anything connected to us. We cancel every complaint that we have uttered out of our mouths for anything that is happening in our lives. Father, instead of complaining, we should have been celebrating. Instead of complaining, we should have been clapping and giving you the glory. Forgive us tonight. Forgive us tonight for that in the name of Jesus. And Father, we press further. You said that wherever two or three touch on agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Therefore, Father, that's Matthew 18 and 19. So what do we do? Father, there are certain things we've touched and agreed on that we did not want to see happen. And there are certain things where we touched in gossip or we touched in jest or we touched um, uh, in some kind of idle way and we didn't even realize we were activating agreement. Forgive us God for everything we touched and agreed on that we did not want to see happen. Come on, y'all pray. Forgive us God and we cancel every negative thing that we agreed on that we did not want to see happen in our lives, that we did not want to see manifest in our lives. These spiritual principles work both ways. It is not just the good. It is also the negative. Because you said that in the earth, Genesis 126, you have made us God in your image and your likeness, which means, Father, as you are a speaking spirit, so are we. Your word says this, as you are, so are we. As you are, so are we. As you are, so are we in this world. That's 1 John 4 and 17. So, Father, that means everything that we see you on, that is what we are in the earth. And you spoke and you agreed and you created everything. So, therefore, Father, we cancel the negative. But, Father, we speak life. Come on, y'all. We speak life over our lives. We speak prosperity over our lives. We speak favor over our lives. We speak grace over our lives. We speak the blessing over our lives. We reverse every curse that we utter. We reverse every curse that we declare. We reverse every curse that we allow. And we declare that tonight in the name of Jesus, Father, that only the living words, the words of life that we have spoken remain. That as of this moment on November 14, 2022, Father, that the slate is wiped clean. Come on, type clean in the comments. That the slate is wiped clean. And all that was negative, that it is gone. And we replace it with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, I need you to type amen right there. Guys, do me a favor. If you're just coming in, like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. And click share. Like, where, share. Let me know where you're watching from. Listen, um... Let, let, let me go here too. When we were praying, this came to my mind too. Um, one of the things, Proverbs 18, uh, 21, we're talking about life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. Um, it, there's, a, there's a powerful principle that's also there. It, it says, it is in, it not only is it in the power of your tongue, it says, but they that love it shall eat its fruit. Look at me. You have to listen carefully to the verse. He says, and they that love it, so eat its fruit. Um, if you look that up and amplify, it, it reads similar to this. Um, you, whatever words you love to speak, those are the words that you're going to see the fruit of. In other words, sometimes, look at me, you love negative. There's a psychological term for it. It's called a negaholic. It's called a negaholic. Instead of an alcoholic, it's a negaholic. It's a psychological term. Many people wave at me if you can be honest tonight, that you have found that sometimes 
you you lean towards negative more so than you do positive. Wait at me. Just be honest. You're a bishop foreman. You're a bishop foreman. Bishop, how do I know I'm a negaholic? Because you don't really like good news. You don't share that. But let you hear some gossip. Let you hear some negative stuff. You don't share the good stuff that happened. You share all of the bloopers. You share all of the negative stuff. Wave at me. Come on, be honest. What I discovered is that many people, watch me, you love negative words. It's like little pieces of, um, y'all remember uh, Captain D's? I haven't eaten fast food since 2013, but y'all remember Captain D's and they had the little crunchies at the bottom of the, of the, um, of the two piece? Yeah, you got the two piece and your hush puppies and all that. And then they had the little crunchies at the bottom of the um, at the bottom thing. Yo, who remembers that? Yo, who remembers that? If you remember, just this this wave, shoot two waves at me. Um, it, it's sometimes negative stuff are those little crunchies at the bottom. And the moment you hear something negative about somebody, you be who? Let me get these crunchies. The moment it's something negative for you, you can't wait to call somebody and tell them the little crunchies at the bottom. You can't wait to tell them the negative part. You got what I'm saying? Um, which means you have to change what you love. You have to pray to love, to love good words. You have to pray to love that. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray right now, God, that we would change the words we love. That if we have loved negative or negativity or gossip or anything like that, mm -mm. Father, you said they that love it. So we change what we love. Father, change what we love. Change what we love on the inside. Let us love to speak life over our lives. Let us love good information. Let us love good stories about others and ourselves. Let us love godly words. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Drop a heart. Drop a heart right there. Drop a heart right there. Drop a heart right there. Um, I saw a comment about chips. No, it's not the chips. So it's not the fries. It's not the fries. It's the little crunchies at the bottom. It's just the batter. It's just the batter. The ba it's just little batter, little batter crunchies at the bottom of the Captain D's. And, or maybe they changed it. I don't know. I haven't had fast food since 2013. So I, I don't know. Maybe they changed it. All right. Um, you have to learn to love good words. And everything we're praying tonight is in alignment with this series we've been in this month of November called Spiritual Adulting. And I want to encourage you again, if you don't have our app, get our app. Text the word Harvest to 877 552-4746. Can I get a few of you on each platform on Instagram to type that in the comments? And of course, those of you watching me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, our app website, you got it right here at the bottom of the screen. IG, I need y'all to um, drop that on there so that people just snap a screenshot of it. Don't hop off now to send the text. Just stick with me so that you can do that. All right. Somebody says they do it at John Long at Long John Silver Street. Okay, cool. I don't see look, I don't know nothing about Long John Silver Street. All right. Listen, all I all I knew was Captain D's as a kid, as a lady, fast food, uh, seafood all right listen um all of this is in alignment with, with this series that we've been in this month called spiritual adulting spiritual adulting and this is the month where you mature this is the month where you're going to mature this is the month you're going to mature um can i go deeper with with the this month that you're going to mature not only is this a month that you're going to mature um but joseph was jacob's 11th son so this is a month of maturity, but watch me, but this is also a month of increase. Come on, speak this over your month, maturity and increase, maturity and increase. We're going to focus now, we've got just about 30 minutes left. We're going to focus now this first part of the second half of prayer on our maturity. And then we're going to focus the second half on increase. 
Um, spiritual maturity is what we're talking about. And how does the Bible teach us how to do that? First Corinthians eleven thirty one. 31, it says, evaluate yourself and judge yourself honestly. Father, show us how to be honest with ourselves. Father, don't let us lie to ourselves this month. We pray to that, God, that you would literally help us to do what the scripture says. We need your help to do this because, Father, we don't want to be delusional about ourselves. You said, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31, if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, this means that we recognize, God, our shortcomings and correct our behavior. Show us how to recognize what we need to rectify. Let us recognize what we need to rectify. And for some of us, God, literally, these tests are happening quickly so that we can recognize and rectify. So we can rectify and recognize and rectify. These tests are happening quickly. Wave at me if you've been experiencing these tests of maturity, like they've been coming real quick. Like they've been real quick. They've been pop quizzes. Wave at me. Father, show us how to recognize and then rectify. Don't let us just go back to the default of how we've acted, of how we've behaved, of how we've spoken. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like one, I thought like one, I reasoned like one, or I made decisions like one. Do not let us go, um, continue in the ways that are childish, that because we've been that way for a while, we think this is the way we are supposed to be. Do not let it be so. Come on, y'all. Do not let it be so. Therefore, God, Paul said, I separated from my childish ways, which means this is not automatic. Paul literally had to make the conscious choice to separate from his childish ways. And so we do the same thing tonight, God. When we recognize it, let us separate from it, which means, God, there's some things we need to apologize for because we've been childish. There are certain things we need to go back and correct because we've been childless. There are certain things that we need to go back and get right because we've been childless. And you have called us to maturity, God. You have not called us to immaturity. You've called us to spiritual adulting. You've called us to maturity. Father, when we recognize it, help us to rectify. Rectify means to correct. And when we recognize it, help us to rectify it right now. In the name of Jesus. And Father Paul said, I had to separate from childish ways. Show us how to separate from ways that maybe we've done our whole life. Show us how to separate from shutting down instead of addressing the issue. Show us how to separate from becoming a motor mouth and saying way more than needs to be said rather than dealing with the issue. Show us, God, how to not deal from things from the places of insecurities that we have. Show us, God, you have to show us because this is a whole new way of life. This is why you've given us your word. Your word is a light. It's a lamp. It's a lamp and it's a light. It is literally what shows us how to get this thing together because it's a whole nother way of life. Now, we don't want to be regular. You told, Paul said you're behaving like mere men because of the way the Corinthian church was behaving. We do not want to be like mere men. We do not want to be like regular folk. No, Father, you have called us to be a peculiar people. You have called us to be different. You have called us to be unique and we embrace that. So Father, this month we declare is a month of maturity for us. We will evaluate ourselves and we will judge ourselves. We will separate from childish ways. Show us how to separate from childish ways and how we handle conflict. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Show us how not to be childish and conflict. Show us how to solve the problem and not attack the person. Y'all gonna pray that one. We're gonna pray that one three more times. Show us how to solve the problem and not attack the person. Show us how to solve the problem and not attack the person. One more time. Show us how to solve the problem and not attack the person tonight. 
in Jesus' name. Father, don't let us get caught up in the personality, but let us get up to the place where we are solving the problem. Do not let us, God, simply deal with things from a natural humanistic perspective. May God, let us deal with the spirits that are in operation. But this means, God, part of spiritual maturity means we pray before we talk. Come on. We pray before we email. We pray before we text. We pray before we get on the phone and we say, Lord, guard our tongues, guide our word, guide what we're doing. Father, do not let us leave this month spiritually immature. Do not let us leave this month the same way we walk into this month. In Jesus' name, cause us to mature, cause us to mature. And how do we know we've matured with the test? Therefore, we will not look at a test as a negative thing. We will look at a test and say, I'm glad I just proved to myself that I have matured. I'm glad that I've just proved to myself that I have grown. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I am not where I used to be. And for this, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Show us how to pray before we go into a meeting. Show us how to pray before we deal with certain people who we already know are like sandpaper to us, God. Show us how to celebrate the sandpaper people. Come on, y'all. Show us, God, how to celebrate the sandpaper people. There are certain people that you will put in our lives, God, that are like sandpaper. And every time we interact with them, it is it's something rough, but that sandpaper refines us. Father, show us how to be refined by the sandpaper people. Y'all better put that on the screen. Show us, God, how to get better because of the sandpaper people. There are certain people that are designed to make us better because they are like sandpaper. And you allow them in our lives because to refine us. You allow them in our lives to make us better. We will not come down. We will continually go up. We will not shrink back or pull back. We will continue to press forward and launch out. And for this, we say thank you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Listen, I need you to thank God. We're going to call them the SP2s, the sandpaper people. The, come on, put that on the screen. The SP2, like squared, SP squared. SP2, the sandpaper people. Jesus, God, God, no. How many of you, and you have some sandpaper people that are around you? That you know, that you have to deal with. Put your hands up. You can't see my hands. My hands up here, but you know, come on. All right. How many of you, you got some sandpaper people around you? You got some SP2s around you. Come on, prayer. You got some SP2s. Use that. Look, that'll be our internal internal language. That'll be our internal code for sandpaper people. Um, those SP2s, all right? Um, and some of y'all, you work with SP2s. And you just need to tell somebody, oh, you, you are SP2. You are SP2. Yes, you are. You're, what is an SP2? Oh, that's where it's a good term. It's a good term. God's using you. That's what he is. He's using you to make me wiser. He's using you to make me better. He's using you to make me stronger. He's using me to, to, to and it's not, well, the question is, are they negative? Sandpaper is not necessarily negative. This is when you deal with them, um, they, they, they rub you in what feels like the wrong way, but it's giving you the right results, okay? They rub you in what feels like the wrong way. You're like, you know what? But it's giving you the right results. It's giving you the right results. And somebody says, yes, Lord, and in church too. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you where God's going to help you to grow the most. It's around his other people. Can I help some of you who have these crazy, let, let's go here in prayer. Let's go here in prayer. Some of you all have wrong expectations when it comes to other Christians. You have wrong expectations. 
And your inappropriate expectation is what keeps you frustrated with individuals. Let me back that thing up. Your inappropriate expectations is what or what keep you frustrated with um with individuals because you are expecting. Let's just use this. If you were to go to a gym, okay, everybody at the gym is not in shape. That's the whole idea. Okay, y'all know I've been and I'm very transparent with you about my fitness journey. I've lost now 120 pounds, all natural, all natural. I don't knock anybody that's been doing natural, um, but I've lost 120 pounds. Um, I did it all natural. I changed my diet. I changed my eating. Good to see you. I, I changed my diet. I changed my eating. I did all that. Uh, I did not want to go to the gym, so I would just walk and stuff like that. I did not want to go to the gym because everybody I saw in the gym didn't have a neck, and they like this here. They were just you know head and shoulders. And knees and toes. And so I said, look, I didn't want to do that. So I would not go to the gym. I didn't go to the gym until February 2nd of 2021. And I have been faithful since then and consistent. You will not listen. When I'm traveling, I'm in the gym. If I if I ever have to miss a day because of travel or whatever, I will make up for it the next day. I do not miss. I do not miss. I'm, low, I'm faithful. That's who I am. I'm a faithful person. Now, why am I telling you that? In the gym, everybody in the gym is not in shape. Okay. And that's the whole idea. The purpose of the GM is for people to get in shape. So let me help some of you who just, I can't believe Christians are acting this way. The reason we need Jesus is because we need to change. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. Stop thinking that because they're Christians. I, listen, some of y'all, listen, don't let the enemy play you and punk you because you have a negative experience with church people or Christians. Or even on social media. Do you know where my craziest comments come from? Christians who want to act crazy. With, they want to argue and act a fool. I'm not about that. Man. I'm going to find you. I'm going to block you. And I'm going to delete you. My craziest comments, I get one or two crazy comments from those that don't know the Lord. One or two. But majority of my crazy comments come from Christians. You've got to hear me. Okay? And why, can't I, why do I overlook it? Because what did Jesus pray? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Do you know what they know not what they do means? They're insane. They keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. Jesus said, Father, these ninjas are crazy. So forgive them, because they don't even know what they're doing. Look at me. Stop getting mad because you have a negative experience with a Christian. You have a negative experience with a church person, even from our online fam. Stop getting mad because some, some of these people online... Come on, come on, come on. Everybody just say yes, Lord, right there, because y'all already know what I'm saying. Come on. If you know that I, what I'm saying is the truth, just say yes, Lord, right there. Just say yes, Lord, right there. Okay? So what you cannot do, you cannot let the enemy, <laughs> you cannot let, let the enemy, you cannot let the enemy play you or punk you because you have a negative experience. Why? Because the purpose of church is that we're getting the word to change our worlds. That's it. All right. Sometimes people call church a hospital. It, it is a hospital, but it's more than that. Because in a hospital, when you get well, you leave. And this is the issue some Christians have is they think it's only a hospital. I'm good now. I don't need Jesus. You a lot. We don't just get well, but watch me. As we get well, we train to reign. Revelation 5.10. And God has made us to be kings and priests. So I want to pray that some of you, you need to reset your expectations of people. Um, everybody at a restaurant is hungry. So you don't sit up in the restaurant. I can't believe all these people sitting up in hungry. Dude, this is what they came here for. They're hungry. So 
how many of you, just based on that little bit of what I just gave you, you know you need to reset your expectations for some people. Some of you, you have family members who are literally, they, 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 they want to, I'm trying to say this nice. They just ain't really about too much as it relates to their efficacy in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You need to reset your expectations to match the reality of what they are. Because as long as you keep having an expectation that's not grounded in reality, you're going to be mad and offended all the time. And you do not have time to do that. Father, help us to reset our expectations properly, God, so that we do not expect something that is not commensurate to the level of what someone is supposed to produce or even where someone is at in life. Help us, God, to reset our expectations so we're not walking around angry, so we're not walking around bitter, so that we're not more, you know, Trinisha had to get it right, so we're not walking around bitter, so we're not walking around angry, so we're not walking around frustrated, so we're not walking around wanting to argue with everybody all the time, so we're not walking around with a chip on our shoulder, so we're not walking around thinking negative about everybody. Everybody is not negative. Everybody is not a Judas. Everybody is not trying to take you out. There are more for us than against us. So Lord, part of our spiritual adulting is getting you right expectations. Show us how to set expectations with every person in an appropriate way. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Let's just go back to yes, Lord, right there. Come on, give them a yes. Come on, old school church. Give them old school church. Give them a yes. Give them a yes right there one more time. Seriously. Seriously, because for some, the reason you keep yesterday's message, and I encourage you to get it, um, go listen to the podcast, listen to YouTube, Facebook, it was called How to Get Over Being Offended. And there's a lot of people that are offended, and they are offended because their expectations were wrong. Their expectations were wrong. I do not expect a child to produce like an adult, so I reset my expectations. Yesterday, I was walking through at a temporary location in Denver. I was walking through uh, the hallway, and as I was walking through the hallway, um, there was a power surge. And so at the 11, at 15 experience, <clears throat> there was a power surge. And I'm going to be honest, I, I got hot as a firecracker because it happened so quick. I walked into the auditorium, and I, you know, it happened so quick, and things were moving. And then I walked back in that hallway. And I was, I was hot as a firecracker. I'm like, what is going on? Because I love my online fam. And it is extremely important to me that there is never a drop in all of that. And it was just the power suit. There's nothing anybody could have done about it. And uh, in that, um, some kids were walking by. And watch me. While I was, while I was not, you know, just frustrated. But I was frustrated. These kids are like, hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. And they start hugging it. They want to hug and, and do all of that. And so immediately, everybody listen. This is just so immediately I needed to shift. Why? Because the, as far as the kids were concerned, we don't care nothing about this power surge. We want to hug. We don't care nothing about this power surge. Love on us. And for some of you, pay attention to the principle. You have to change your expectations because you are expecting from people what they cannot produce. You got to hear that. All right. Let's go further. Um, as it relates to this. I gave you four ways. I gave you four ways to get over being offended. Now, let me ask you this. If you saw yesterday's message, we're about to cover this in prayer. How many of you from yesterday's message, you got to hear me. Amen. <laughs> Come on, look at the plug. One of my production people said, hashtag join production. Amen. Let's throw the plug in there. If you're in Denver, we'd love for you to be part of our production team. And in Atlanta, I'm going to be casting that for y'all here in a couple of weeks. 
um, to be a part of that. Listen, so let's go here. Um, yesterday, I preached how to get over being offended, and I gave you, Chris got all, he'd be in the gym. I have, I have, I have, I have been working on it. We're working on it. We're working on a little something, something. I call it Project Atlanta Body for our new location there. That's that's the name of the project. I always call it, I gotta name everything. So I have a name for every project. So it is it has been my project. And we're working on that. All right, now I got a new goal. I met all my goals, now I got a new goal. All right, here we go. Back to the message. I was responding to a comment there. I gave you four ways to get over being offended, y'all. Four ways to get over being offended. Number one, you gotta acknowledge it's a stumbling block. Number two, you gotta be slow to anger. Number three, you gotta choose to forgive. Number four, don't think forgiveness means fellowship. I wanna cover every aspect of how to get over being offended. I'm going to cover all of those in prayer. I'm going to cover all of those in prayer. Number one, uh, we want to acknowledge it's a stumbling block. It, that means it's a dangerous trap. It is a hindrance. It's an obstacle, which means every time you get offended. Oh, I like that, Dr. Laura. Project Phoenix. Name change. I like that one. That's good. I like that. I'm telling you, I'm taking that name right now. That's the new name of my, of my fitness project, Project Phoenix. I like that one. That's good. All right, here we go. You got to acknowledge it's a stumbling block. So what does this mean, everybody? Um, part of not getting offended is recognizing what it is. It's a dangerous trap. It's an obstacle. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we decide not to get offended because we will all be hurt. We will all be mistreated. We will all be insulted. We will all feel as if we've been mishandled. What we cannot do is fall for the trap. What we cannot do is stumble over a little Lego. What we cannot do is allow ourselves to be hindered by something that's temporary. So in Jesus' name, we acknowledge, Father, that the attempt of the enemy to get us offended is a stumbling block. And our declaration is we will not stumble. Our declaration is we will not be hindered. Our declaration is that we will not fall for the trap. Our declaration is that we would not be offended. Number two, God, we have to also then recognize we got to be slow to anger. Father, I pray that you allow us to check our anger. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Do not let our, do not allow us, God, to let our anger go to levels it should not get to. You said be angry, but sin not, which means anger itself is not the issue. What anger causes us to do is the issue. This is why you said be slow to anger. In other words, don't let things work you up. I pray, God, that we would not get worked up so quickly. Come on. I pray, God, that we would not go from zero to 100 so quickly. That we would not let people pull us to that place of uncontrollable anger so quickly. In the name of Jesus. Number three, Father, we have to choose to forgive. And so this means, Father, that every time we do not forgive someone because of something they've done, we carry them everywhere. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for us. We do not have time to walk in unforgiveness. You say, God, that if we did not forgive them, you would not forgive us. Father, we do not want that to be our portion. We declare that we will forgive because we want to be forgiven. Father, so what does forgiveness mean? It means that we let it go. What does forgiveness mean? That we are no longer seeking punishment or retribution. Why? Because we say, God, is in your hands. Come on. Can I get those of you who have been struggling to forgive somebody to type it in the comments? It's in your hands, God. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. It is not in our hands. No, it is in your hands. 
This is why we don't have to worry about punishing them because you got it. This is why we don't have to worry about getting even because you got it. We lose it. And we say it is in your hands. We make the choice to forgive. We cannot be carrying 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 people around on our backs. For some God, this is why they're always tired because they haven't forgiven. They are carrying in the spirit people on their backs. They got their daddy on their back, their mama on their back, their cousin on their back, their ex on their back, their former boss on their back. It is in your hands, God. And you are the God that says vengeance is yours and recompense. Deuteronomy 32 and 35, which means um, that you are the God that you're going to get there. We don't have to worry about clapping back. We do not have to worry about getting even because you will handle it. Vengeance and recompense, which means you're going to handle them and you're going to pay us back. So the only thing we say, God, is cut the check. Father, we ask for recompense. We ask for recompense. We ask for recompense. What does this mean? Pay us back for what we went through. But Father, we expect that from you, not from them. I hear this loud and clear. Father, help us not to even expect an apology anymore. Come on, who is that for? Help us not to even expect an apology anymore. Help us to not even expect them to do what they've proven they are not going to do in Jesus' name. And finally, Father, part of getting over being offended is do not think forgiveness means fellowship. Father, just because we forgive does not mean that things have to go back to the way that they were. There are some people that when we forgive, this means that we forgive them, but they no longer get access. Y'all pray with me. We forgive them, but they no longer have access to certain places in our uh, in our private area, certain places in our emotions, certain places in our spaces. Father, forgiveness does not mean fellowship. You said in your word, note those who cause division and offenses and mark them. Father, therefore, we have a new name for those who consistently and perpetually offend. We call them marks. Come on, y'all. You said in your word, God, to mock them, uh, not for us to get even, not for us to be evil towards them, not for us to beat them down, not for us to keep beating them on the head with what they did, but to simply say, you are Mark and you don't have access to this place. You are Mark and you don't get to do this anymore. You are Mark and you don't get to take me on your emotional roller coasters anymore. You are Mark and you don't get to manipulate me anymore. You are Mark, you don't get to try to use me anymore. And we mark them now. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a question over here on the Bishop Foreman IG. What happens if it's your spouse? You got to listen to this coming Wednesday's message. Wednesday's message is called How to Heal from Hurt. It's going to be Wednesday night, 7 o'clock mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you're in Denver, join me at 3590 Grape Street. Or, 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 or you can also, uh, uh, 3590 Grape Street, or online. Text Harvest to 877-552-4746. Because that's the real question. How do you do this when it is your spouse? How do you do this when it's your kids who live with you still? Or they're just, you know, young people. How do you do this? All right, there's that. But let me set some of you free because some of you, you don't want to forgive because literally you're like, God, but well, then they got to go back to the way it was. No, he never said that. And let me, let me help because there's some manipulators that will try to use the Bible against you. And if you don't know the word, people can use it against you. If you don't know the word, people can get you, uh, can you to get you. If your spouse is a pastor and calls you the enemy, wow, that's good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one for Wednesday. I got you on Wednesday. All I can say is I got you on Wednesday. Um, they'll try to say, well, if you forgive me, you, 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 uh, you can never bring this up again. 
uh, if you forgive me, um, then you, you, you got to let it go back to the way it is. That's not what the Bible says. That isn't in there nowhere. He forgives and he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm not Jesus. Hmm? I'm supposed to forget. Here's what we do. We forget the pain, but we remember the lesson. And there are certain lessons. Look at me. There are certain lessons that once you learn that lesson, you do not you do not want to repeat that lesson. Can you wave at me if you've ever learned some lesson that you do not want to repeat? Can I give you all an example of this? When I um, when I started as a pastor, uh, as a senior pastor, uh, one of the things that was very hard for me because I I'm very paternal in nature. So when you're around me, I love you, and I'm on, um, and, and I love people to this to this day. So that that hasn't changed. I I used to say to the Lord, Lord, this hurts because people. I would do, if I told you some of the things that I did for people um, and how I was there for people and how I poured and how I, you know, raised grown people. And somebody said, you shouldn't say that. I said, well, that's the truth. I said, I don't care what, I don't care what it sounds like. That's the truth. I said, I had done a whole lot to raise a whole lot of grown people. I said, those are facts. I said, I don't care what it sounds like. All right. And people get offended as you grow up. And I was like, I said, Lord, I didn't done a whole lot. Is there anybody else where you didn't done a whole lot for people? Like, and if anybody knew a half of what you did, um, because you weren't out there just saying, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. How many of you people on tonight, how many of you people, how many people tonight on prayer, I misspoke, how many people on prayer tonight, um, you've done a lot for people privately that nobody ever knew about? Wave at me. Um, and I used to take it real, real tough when people who were close to me would just abandon and walk away. I used to take it real tough. I mean, real tough. I mean, real tough. And I finally learned the lesson. For a while, I mishandled it. Can I, can I be honest with you? For a while, even as a senior pastor, even as a bishop, I mishandled it. And I would get mad. I would get bitter. How are they going to do this? And it went for me. And then literally the Lord set me free from that. And I got free from people. Um, and the Lord said, he said, son, I was like, Lord, I'm going to do this. This is what it is. This is what I told the Lord. Anybody ever been there like, Lord, I don't want to do this, but this is what it is. So I had my little human moment. He was like, you ain't finna do nothing different. Just us, be quiet. He says, the issue, son, is not, uh -uh, I'm trying to block that. Uh, I apologize, you all, that comment that I just put up. That's some craziness. I was trying to block it. Um, I literally said to the Lord, Lord, if this is what it is, I don't want to do this. And he says, son, the issue isn't love. The issue is how you're loving did I just say something for somebody? Father, show us how to separate what we do from how we're doing it. Because for many, it's not the weight we're carrying. It's the way we're carrying the weight. Help us, God. Come on. If that just hits you, type, help me, Lord. Type, help me, Lord. Okay, people aren't meant to be kept. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about keeping people, right? You got to listen to the whole thing in context, right? You don't want to listen to the whole thing so you know what, what we're talking about. I said to the Lord, Lord, if this is what this is like, uh, this is not, I do not want to do this. And the issue was how I was loving. The issue was the way I was loving. The issue was the expectation that I had set of some level of consistency and loyalty that I had given and I expected to get back. You got it? And I want you to hear this real carefully. So once, here's how forgiveness works. You learn the lesson. You learn the lesson, you remember the lesson, but you forget the pain. You let the pain go. Come on, type this on the screen, I let it go. I let it go, I let it go. You remember the lesson, but you let the pain go. 
And so once I remembered, once I got the lesson, I was like, okay, so it's the way I'm doing this. It's not what I'm doing. It's the way that I'm doing it. So I had to make some internal changes. I had to make some structural changes. I have to make some organizational changes to make sure that I could still love because that's who I'm called to do. Everybody listen to me. We are called to love. You cannot walk around and be some mad, miserable, bitter Christian that gets on people's stuff and comments and says crazy stuff. And I just, I'm not saying that in light of anything. Nobody did that. I'm just making a general point. Because I've seen some crazy Christians like, oh my God, no wonder it's just miserable. Go sit down and have some water, man. Right? Just mad and miserable. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Um, instead, you have to change the way that you're doing it. Right? Father, show us how to make that change. Show us how to make that change in Jesus' name. Guys, we're out of time. Um, last three things I want to do, and I need to give you an announcement, so don't hop off, because I need to give you an announcement about this week. So don't hop off. I'm going to give that to you last. If prayer bless you tonight, I want you to sow into it. Um, how do you sow? Dollar sign, Bishop Homer with the number two. We didn't get to pray about 11, Joseph, and increase. I'm going to tell you when we're going to do that. And prayer bless you tonight. You can sow into it. Use the dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, with the number two. Use the dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, with the number two. Tonight, what I hear again in, uh, in terms of what our seed target is going to be tonight, and I heard it loud and clear, um, is that we're going to sow this tonight. We're going to sow 50. 50 is the biblical number of Jubilee. 50 is the biblical number of Jubilee. And so tonight, I want to encourage you to sow that tonight, um, and we're going to call this, again, Jubilee. I know we've done it before, but that's what I heard. That's what we're going to do. That's why I'm going to sow the snow as soon as we're there. Somebody says, yes, it is. It's time. Time's already up. We didn't get to cover a lot in prayer tonight, but I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. 50 is what we're going to sow tonight, and uh, you said, Mr. I don't have to get as close as you can to it, um, but everybody sow tonight. Jubilee is what I heard again. You need to prepare for a celebration. You need to prepare for a celebration uh, before this month is over. You're going to be celebrating that the deal finally closed, the house finally sold, the car deal finally got done, your application finally got approved, you finally started. You need to prepare for a celebration this month. Jubilee, and matter of fact, make it, make it, make it personal this month. You can use the cash app, dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that is available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can use text to give our app, our website, if you're already connected, www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Second thing I want to do tonight, if you're on prayer and you are not a Christian tonight, tonight is your night. You got to think about it. How in the world would God have you watching this on Monday night at, you know, whatever time zone you're in? This is literally a divine setup. And tonight, if you're not a Christian, this is your night to give your life to the Lord. 2,000 years ago, God died so that you could have life and life more abundantly. Uh, second, if you've given your life to him, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to reconnect yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Either one of those three is you. On the count of three, just do the hand wave mode, your says me, whatever platform you're on. You to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Wherever you're at, do that hand wave mode, your say it's me. Wherever you are at, wherever you are at, right now, go ahead, respond right now, respond right now. If that's you, you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Wherever you're at, do that hand wave mode, your say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. There's a, there's a few of you that are on here tonight, and you need to respond. We're waiting on you. Do that hand with the emoji and say it's me. Whatever platform you are on tonight, whatever platform you're on tonight, I see you. I got you on YouTube. I got you. I see you. I got you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Come on, y'all. 
You're like, Bishop, I, I think I'm good. Uh -uh, I need you to be sure. There's nothing wrong with being sure. I got you over here on IG. I got you. If you're sitting there like, I don't want to sit in this button. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want anybody to hear me. You're a Bishop Foreman. Hear me. You are in a safe place. No judgment, no condemnation. You're in a safe place. But I don't want you to miss this moment. Tomorrow is not promised. And if tonight was to be your last night on the earth, you need to know what would happen the moment you close your eyes if this would be your last night. There's at least one more of you. Wherever you're at, just do that hand wave emoji and say it's me. There's at least one more of you. I'm waiting on you. I'm going to count down three, two. I'm waiting on you. Hit the button. Hit the button. Don't miss your moment. I ain't Keith Sweat or James Brown. I ain't going to beg you, but I want to make sure I give you your moment. I want to make sure I give you your moment. I want to make sure I give you your moment. I want to make sure I give you your moment. One, we got to go. Let's pray. You can still respond. Even in the replay, you can still respond. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I got you. I got you. From this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, a whole family over here got saved, not only for myself, but for my four children tonight. Praise God for you. Listen, here's what I want you to do. Um, number one, you need to hear me. God loves you. Like for real, for real. He loves you. And I need you to simply shoot this text. Text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. All right, shoot that text. Text decision. Can I get a few of you on Instagram to type that in the comments so that everybody has that information? And just snap a screenshot of it. I got one more thing I got to do. It's 8.03 or a couple of minutes over or three minutes over. Last thing I want to do. So last week, I was pray I prayed with you every morning. I prayed with you every morning. Wow, come on here. Five sons, come on here. That's awesome. Um, I prayed with you every morning, Tuesday through Friday at 6 a.m. You enjoyed that. I'm going to do it a little different this week. I'm going to pray with you this week. And I'm going to pray with you. You're going to pray for 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Normally, we'll, talk, we'll be right there at that 15 minutes. We're going to pray for you. I'm going to do it in the middle of your day. We're going to try something this week. I'm going to do it in the middle of your day, all right? So at um, 10.45, 10.45 um, Mountain, which is going to be 12.45 Eastern, 10.45 Mountain, 12.45 Eastern, we're going to come together and pray for 15 minutes on all of our digital platforms, all right? We're going to do that Tuesday through Friday this week. Last week, I got you at the head of your day, and this week, I'm going to get you in the middle of your day, all right? I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Guys, make sure we get that in the comments. Thank you all for doing such an amazing job in these comments to make sure people get the information they need. You all are amazing. I love you. 10.45 a.m. Not nighttime. Mm -mm. Jesus, no. 10.45 10.45 a.m. Central, that's going to be 11.45. Okay? So somebody says, morning prayer. I'm in jury duty. Well, I pray that they let you out. So set your clocks all this week, Tuesday through Friday. We're going to pray together. 15 minutes. That's it. 10.45 mountain to 11 mountain which is 1245 eastern and then pacific that's 945 central 1045 all right no no central excuse me 1145 right, i love you guys have an amazing night if you didn't get your seat in the ground get your seat in the ground uh everybody so something so something everybody so something 50 is the target that's what i heard the lord say he said prepare for another celebration i've had a lot of celebrations um i 
I'm expecting an answer on something tomorrow that's going to give me another celebration. Hallelujah. I love you guys. Shalom. Have an amazing night. Shalom, y'all. Have an amazing night. Love you. Shalom, y'all. Love you. Have an amazing night. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC.